am Sarah. And I love baby goats. And I'm Katrina Joe, and I love pizza. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> and we're the feds. And you're listening to FedWork. Hi, feds. Welcome back to FedWork. I'm Sarah. And this is Katrina. And this is FedWork. Hi, guys. <laughs> and today we have a very special guest. Introduce yourself. Yay. My name is Julissa Prado, and I'm the founder and CEO of Rizos Curls. Yes. Yay! Welcome. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thank you for having me. Yes. We're very excited to have you here. Always fun to have a friend in here. Yeah. We have some company for sure. I'm honored. It's both of you. Are you kidding me? I'm fangirling (laughs) over here. We're fangirling. I have your sweatshirt on. I'm representing. She sure does. Katrina looks real good. (laughs) Katrina looking like a snack. I got the the merch. (laughs) Where can, where can they buy that sweatshirt? Yeah. Oh, um, we're currently out of stock after BeautyCon. We kind of got out of stock out of a lot of our merch stuff. Yeah. But it's usually on resellscurls.com. Got Perfect. it. Give, right. us, give, give us a couple weeks. Yeah. All right. You guys will restock. Back. Yeah. Love it. So you've mentioned, obviously, the company that you have. But what is your background? Um. So I have come from a business background. So... I went to UCLA for undergrad and then I got my master's in business. And then I started while I'm business school, I was interning for PepsiCo. And then from there I worked at Nestle. Oh, cool. And then their headquarters used to be here in Glendale. Now they moved them. But um, yeah, I was working for Nestle for almost like four, uh, like three and a half years. And then I launched the business simultaneously while I was working oh, wow. at Nestle. That's dope. Yeah. And then I was expecting to stay doing both for at least a year but I just got way too busy with the I didn't expect the business to get so busy so quickly mm-hmm. but I that's when I ended up leaving Nestle to got focus it. on resource full-time and what kind of started you on, on starting your own while you already had a job you, you, know, yeah. you didn't need to do that so what, what was your motivation there yeah I mean it's just it's kind of like one of those things it, w- it was a very hard decision to make because Nestle I felt like was that like that like sugar daddy like (laughs) Nestle would pay for my car like I'm not even kidding like legit my car my insurance my gas my internet my phone yes my desk like every and then I worked at home the last like year year and a half so like they legit paid for everything like I had like all the dinners like it was just they treated me amazing and I and then especially because I started working with them right out of school like it was like I never really got to be an adult because my sugar daddy Nestle just like (laughs) handled like my car insurance like I never had to even think about any of that stuff right so um so it was really hard because it was like right out of college I was really young and like making like six figures really quickly and I was able to move like it was just a great situation so Everyone was like, you're so stupid if you leave this amazing situation. Mm. But it just got to the point where I was like, it wasn't, there was no motivation there. Like that wasn't what was making like my heart tick. That wasn't what I was doing on my free time. It was like, I couldn't wait. It was like, I was working all these hours and spending all my time and giving all my creativity and all of this effort of mine to something that wasn't giving anything back to me per se, like, like emotionally or like just filling me with what I needed, like spiritually. I was and say, your just, spirit wasn't. Yeah, my yeah. spirit. But then like, oh, I would come home and I just could not wait to work on my side hobby that, you know, wasn't treating me like a sugar daddy, but it's what made me happy. Right. Right. 
And did you do that because you felt like you needed a need or like your hair or like what, what, what sparked that? So, um, so I never, so me and creating my own products, like I never intended to create products to sell. Okay. Like I, when I was in high school, um, so I would always struggle like straightening my own hair. I, I would always straighten my own hair. And then I would see like the majority of people around me, like my cousins, like, cause I grew up in predominantly like black and brown neighborhoods. And especially like where I grew up, it was like mostly Latinos. And and especially in the Latino community and community, which I realized later it was like all of them practically, the like natural hair movement never really reached us because we're like, I don't know if you've, if you've ever gone to like a lot of these like very Latino neighborhoods. It's like everyone lives around each other. And it's like, mm. you can legit, my mom till this day does not speak English because she doesn't even need it. Like she can go like, Within our neighborhoods, you can go find the Hispanic market that this is like you. There's always. Yeah. You know, and then so that's how a lot of neighborhoods are. Um, So and, and it was like lack of like also information, knowledge right. in, the, in the language. Like there was like a lot of different barriers. kind of barriers to entry. Yeah. So growing up, the majority of people around me um, would straighten their hair. And I like remember just kind of like trying to find something that worked for me and I remember trying everything out everything that was possibly out there and everything was either too heavy or too light on me so then I started making my own concoctions when I was in high school wow. and the reason why I would do that was because my grandmother was indigenous on my mom's side and so she was always taught me like you always turn to the earth and I was just very accustomed to uh. like my so my grandma she was like the what is it like the hood doctor of her like little Pueblo. like yeah. she would like birth she had like 13 children she like she like took out of herself and like she oh was like the, the lady that would like birth like help bring like help all the pregnant women like yeah have kids in her little town and then she would like have all these jars with medicine she was just you know like a medicine woman yeah. yeah so I was very accustomed to like always tur- like she would use like lemon and aloe vera and all these natural things from the earth on me like I was taught from a very early age my whole life is like you turn to the earth for medicine like plants are not just plants they're medicine too right. yeah so um I kind of would make my own concoctions and then my hair started flourishing because I was like making my own little like formulas and like little ziploc bags <laughs> and then other curly girls that I would call them undercover curlies because they would straighten their hair and you would never know that they had curly hair uh, they would find me in the bathroom or whatever they would be like my hair's actually curly it's me really yeah, yeah really oh yeah. yeah 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 so they would find me and be like my hair's actually curly like how do you get your hair like that so I would be like oh girl where do you live okay <laughs> so then I would just like become friends with them or I would go and do their hair and I would teach them my little formulas and then they would legit like see their hair curly for the very first time and like that moment of like when I would finish and they would see themselves it was like something so powerful and moving it was like a high like yeah. it was, I would yeah. get like a high out of like sharing that experience with other women right especially that I had because that was my experience like when mm-hmm. I first remember seeing my hair curly natural and thinking it was beautiful it was like <gasps> it was like almost like yeah. a huge weight was lifted off my shoulders like I can't believe this my natural state of me it's like it's almost it's so powerful you it's know like realizing you're beautiful when you didn't you thought before you had to do exactly. all these things to get yourself there but it, you're naturally that exactly. pretty exactly yeah. so then um I love so, that. Yeah. So then I had, I did that all throughout high school. I did that throughout college. Like I would, I was like known as the lemon girl in, co- in college. I would go to people's dorm rooms. I would carry lemon in my purse. I would like do all of these little things. And the reason why I even wanted to go to a actual lab and like make it 
um, like professionally was because my formulas would go bad because it's like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm yeah. hella homemade. So they would have to be in the fridge or if I keep in my purse too long, it would go bad. So I did it more out of convenience for myself, but like I didn't even think about selling. And that it took me four years to create the formulas because again, my intention was like, I just want to create something that's perfect. And worst comes to worst, I have a lifetime supply of product that literally works for me and all of my family right. and like majority of my loved ones. So um, so when I actually did launch, it was crazy because all those people that I ended up helping throughout those years, it was like hundreds and hundreds of people that I had forgotten I had even helped. It was like yeah. random girls that I met in this elevator at UC San Diego during the UC <laughs> uh, like student association meeting. Yeah, this random right. person I met here. They were all my first customers. Like it was oh, in, awesome. it was ridiculous because like the very like within the first 24 hours that I launched, I think we got over like 3000 like dollars of sales within the first 24 hours wow. and it was legit like all of those people that I had helped supporting you were in the comments because like when you did did a sale you can write a comment they were like I don't you know I don't know if you remember this but 10 years ago I met you in this parking lot and you took me to the bathroom of this grocery store and you did <laughs> like legit like it was it's people organic. that I had forgotten that existed so that's amazing yeah and I think at that moment was when I realized like that's really crazy. Like I've been doing this my whole life and didn't even know why and didn't even like I was doing it because that's what I generally wanted to do. So that's right, when I right. knew like, okay, I love Nestle and like, this is great. But eventually like I need to, I need to do what I, what, what I want to do, what makes me happy yeah. as my full time. Yeah, for sure. That that's is awesome. amazing. Literally built from like the ground up. Literally oh. the ground too. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's all yeah. yeah. Yeah, no. And then like, and it's crazy because now I look back and part of why, so I've, I, um, Katrina went to one of my events, but now I have like this crew called Las Jefas Crew, which Las Jefas means girl boss. But now I have like Las Jefas Crew and then even with Visos Curls, I have this thing called Latina Ladder event series. And we do all these things and it's not because I'm like, it's kind of like even planning these events and organizing, it's so much work and it's the most, but like part of why I do it is because I feel like there is this on my entrepreneurial journey. I'm like, I had not one idea on what I was doing. Like mm, yeah. it was mm -hmm. like, where do I find a lab? I don't know. How do I get bottling? I don't know. Am I getting a good price for this? I don't know. How do I do this? Yeah. How do I do that? Like I had absolutely no idea. And I felt like I was navigating this world where I had no point of reference. I didn't know if I was getting ripped off, if I was getting a good deal. I didn't know anybody that was doing anything slightly like me. And I yeah. was entering into an industry that I was the only small business. Like everybody else is like, everyone else in the industry that I was entering was like multi-million dollar, if not billion dollar yeah. brands. And even when I was like going to these trade shows, even at BeautyCon that we just had, like I'm literally in the middle of Target and Sally's Beauty Supply. And yeah. all of these, every other company in there is like, investor like backed, like, like yeah, they're like right. either billion dollar companies or they have like billion dollar investments, you yeah. know? So it was just, and then for me, I think my whole, my whole goal with this, it's changed so much. But one of my goals is like it, the barriers to entry shouldn't be so hard for people that have a great idea, are solving a problem in their community. And it, it shouldn't be that hard for them to enter this 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 like this realm, their industry, yeah. you know, like right. I, I feel like it's a big enough place. Exactly. For, for these like gatekeepers, I feel like these people, it's almost like a monopoly of like these big corporations mm -hmm. that they hold and they have all of this power, but like so many of them take 
and literally take from the small businesses. Like mm-hmm. they'll see an idea that they're doing and then they'll just like replicate it and right. throw all this money into it. And or even, you know, get like even fashion, like you see it everywhere. And oh, yeah. especially in communities of color, like you see yeah. how much they take from it. So I don't know, for me, my goal now it's like, oh hell no. Like we're not like I, I now it's like one of my things is like I want to educate our communities to know like when you're buying something, you're not just giving these companies money, you're giving them power. Mm-hmm. And we need to be very aware of our power as consumers and who we are empowering with our money. And if yes. they're not giving back to us, we're not holding them responsible. Like there needs to be corporate responsibility. Like yeah. don't give them your just don't just give your money to everybody. Yeah. yeah. That's real. I just got goosebumps. I know. I'm like, girl, preach. It's, it's like it's big. It's it's nice when it's bigger than just you know. You you had a an issue. There's an issue that you had. You found a solution, but then you're you're helping to solve a, a even larger solution that people wouldn't know was there. Like you said, there wasn't. You had no one to follow. You yeah. had no idea. You just kind of were going. And I guarantee you, there's fifteen. I mean, there's a million more, but there's fifteen people who who could be the next you. Yeah. That you're gonna be able to help. And I think that's really awesome. Yeah, yeah for sure. Mm-hmm. So snaps for you. It's girl. a movement, girl. <laughs> Ladies, I'm telling y'all, it's a movement. Yes. Every time these little like it it's crazy because I feel like so many so my goal is to become mainstream, right? With mm-hmm. my brand. And I feel like there's can like in there's been one way that industries and people think of going mainstream and that's usually like um, the old way, like, for example, if someone wanted to be an actor, the old way was you go through these, like, um, uh, what is it? You go through these, like, oh, you go in and audition, um, audition yeah. and then you go through these TV channels and then you do all like there's like a this route. Right. right. And then there's like this new social media wave with mm-hmm. people on YouTube yeah. while having more views than even people like Lifetime or, yeah. you know, it's like. Okay, so there's another way to have the same end goal, right? But you have a different way of getting there, and I think it's the same across all industries. Like we're all seeing this, like, um, this, like, almost battle between the old conventional way of becoming something mm-hmm. versus like the new, um, like easier way of becoming something. Right. Like, and, and now I feel like, especially with social media, especially. I feel like it's almost like evened out a lot of the playing field of people that didn't have access to yeah. things before. Yeah. Like now it's like, no, nah, bro. Like I have, I have reach. Like if I put enough creativity, enough hustle to this, like I don't need that same marketing budget that you do anymore. Like right. you're not going to hold all the power and be the gatekeeper of who can become mainstream in, um, you know, in acting, in, in retail, in this and that. Right. Yeah. It's like, the the option of having direct to consumer is so much easier now by meaning direct, exactly. not an easier road to follow to get there. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's all about like working smarter, not harder. So hundred percent. And I know all these, that's why all these big companies are like closing down. Like a lot of these brick and mortar businesses that, you know, had a really hard, really strong barriers to entry, maybe weren't like maybe their their workforce wasn't as diverse. Like they're like there's all these things that they're they're just crumbling. Like yeah. they're closing down. They're like all the old TV, like radio, like so yeah. many of these things. It's like podcasts are alive now. We yeah. have like we have so many new ways. And unless like they kind of get on board to kind of be more um, accepting and more have have more give people more access, these creatives more access. It's like you're just gonna. 
yeah. you're gonna get left behind. Yeah, even, right. I mean, even in fashion, they pop up and you can buy stuff directly from Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't have to go to the mall anymore. And when now when you go to a mall, how many stores are closed? 100%, right, for sure. They made it easier for for people. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, in re- so, just to circle back a little bit to like the beginning of what you did, did you feel like there was any key woman that that you wanted to to kind of follow in their footsteps or someone that you wanted to kind of emulate? Was it was it your grandma, do you think? Or was there anyone um, else? Not, I, I would say in general, I didn't really have somebody just because like, because like I said, like there was, I didn't know anybody or anything that had bit, done something similar. Mm-hmm. And then my whole family, it was always, they were always in the restaurant business. So okay. that's like, I grew up working in a restaurant. My dad has a restaurant and most of my uncles have restaurants. And I grew up like, me and all my family, like that was like what everybody does is like you work at your family's restaurants, you know? Yeah. And so um, that was like my only example of that. But for me, one of the most beautiful things, and I and I always say the things that helped me the most was when I launched, it was the amount of other like female founders and female business owners that helped me that like reached out to me like they didn't have to whatever industry that they were in whether it was like they did eyebrows they did this like whatever it was like they so many of them reach out to me like I see what you're doing I respect your hustle whatever you need like I'm here I've been doing this business for 10 years for five years for one year whatever like we're all in this together like Mm -hmm. let's help each other out and I legitimately grew together with them like I think a lot of the time when we're looking for help like we're looking for guidance we're looking for all these things we look up or down and we forget to look horizontally yeah Yeah. and there's so much power in looking horizontally to grow and gain power and like break all these barriers and go through these things together and that's exactly what I did like Las Jefas crew the way that it was born it was like we were legit just like three homegirls and we all had our own businesses and we were just like our accountability partners yeah you know like I would find this one shipper and then I would share them with this person and then they would find this new podcast and I would share we would find this new like uh grant program and then we would share you know yeah Mm -hmm. so we were really sharing and helping each other and holding ourselves accountable for all of our goals and motivating each other to like do better and legit like all three of us in like the past like year and a half we've grown so much more together than we would have by ourselves and then that's why we started like the whole Las Cefas crew and started doing the events because we're like okay if we weren't able to do this between the three of us imagine if we had Imagine all the other women. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, like all the other women, if we all just like came together and were able to do this. But like legit, it was almost like we would collab on something. And it was like I would give them my customers. They would give me their customers. That's And dope. then we would just keep going and going and yeah. going. Talk about girl power. I know. I feel so empowered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have For more sure. power than we think. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Awesome. Um, so you talked... You, Briefly, you touched on on BeautyCon, and yeah. we'll get we'll get to that in a little bit. But what was your proudest moment to date with your brand? Um, my proudest moment. So again, I think, like I said before, my biggest uh, goal with Riso's Curls is breaking down like stereotypes, like bringing my community and people like that have maybe come from like a similar background, maybe had like some um, hardships and like you know, getting getting an entry and access to these industries, kind of like opening doors and breaking down these like walls that exist for us and Mm -hmm. like pretty much creating a window for us to go in and and opening a door for us. So one of my proudest moments was 
my our first large retail collaboration was with was with Nordstrom's Hot Look, and they was it was like their first time working with they called it a multicultural brand, aka like non-white brand. I guess yeah. I don't even know like that would works, and they were and pretty much, um, I think they were and every time I and there's been so many situations where like my goal is always like to bring these girls into spaces that they've never been before mm-hmm. or they've never encountered us before. Like, that's why with Athena Ladder, like, I wanted to have it at the wing. In right. New York, we had it at the L'Oreal headquarters. Like, I want these girls that they've never seen, like, all this diversity, all these, like, different places yeah. to, like, mm-hmm. enter into these spaces and, like, connect and be yeah. able to have, like, network with right. whatever. Right. So anyways, so our first large retail collaboration was, was with Nordstrom's Hot Look. And all the, all the time, I feel like a lot of these big mainstream companies they see us and they're like, oh, this little company, like, what are they going to do? Like, who are they? And they question. One of the first things that I always get from these big companies is, oh, your demographic is really price sensitive. And I'm always like, oh, um, can you show me data? Um, Where is that data? And then yeah. I'll like, because I have my own data and right. my own data shows Proves. like that's some BS. <laughs> yeah. And my own data shows that there is no data other than racism that right. goes behind, you know, that supports that. Yeah. So um, there's always like a lot of, you know, these kind of like convincing that has to happen. Mm-hmm. So they gave us a goal. They were like, oh, I mean, this is the goal for any brand to do. Like we were going to do a five day sale on their site online with them. Um, they're like, this is the goal. But like if you guys... Um, they were like, if you guys, you guys probably won't hit it the first time at all. Like, it probably is going to take you a few times, but like, whatever. Like, you know, we understand that you're small, right? So they <sighs> just kept playing us a lot. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, right. So um, within the first 24 hours, mind you, they were supposed to do all these things. They were supposed to do like no marketing. They were supposed to promote us on social. They didn't do any of that. Within their first 24 hours, we hit their entire goal. Amazing. And, awesome. and by the end of the sale, we became the new highest selling hair care brand ever on their site. Girl, you better go off. And like these brands were like billion dollar yeah. brands that we were competing yeah. against. Like Dry Bar, Moroccan Oil, bum, bum, bum. Like right. these yeah. Laura Mercier, like we beat out Laura Mercier during wow. our sale. Like, And they're not even a hair brand, but like yeah. it was just like ridiculous. And then the thing that they were just shocked by all the analytics that came after. They were yeah. like, because we had, it was almost like 60% new customers. Mm. That So that means like almost 60% of the people that went on their site to go shop had never shopped. We're literally people that went on there and shopped because just of because of us. Yeah. And for any company, usually like a 20% is seen as something amazing. So for them to have that much. And so dope. It was yeah. like crazy. So um, I think... For me, it's like having situations to kind of like prove to them right. and show them like you underestimated me. Not only did I deliver, I was the best seller you've ever had. Um, even though I was small, even though I was like self-messed, even though I'm all these things, but like my community has power and we have money. Right. And we know how to use it. Girl, I, think I that's love really it. really cool. Yeah. So I feel like that was like a really proud moment. Yeah. I feel like it gave me a lot of because I knew this about them, but like it gave me a lot of, um, it gave me, I feel like it it made me more confident in going into these meetings that I've gone into afterwards and just like not taking any bullshit. You know? It validated you. It validated everything you've been putting your time into. It validated yeah. you leaving Nestle. It validated any all doubts. of those things that you did. And you were like, okay, I'm here to stay. You know, yes. I think right. that's really important, especially because you are, you are 
small, right? And you're, you started small and you're not yeah. small anymore. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like it's, it's interesting to me when, <laughs> when any company can, can make that leap as quickly as you have and how, as powerfully as you have. Yeah. And, and as gracefully, yeah. like you're, you're dope. You know Aww. what I mean? Like you walk in them and they're probably like, hell yeah. Like I'm so excited to be doing business with her. Yeah. And like for us, it's so I always say like Grisos Curls is not just curls or products. It's curls community culture. So mm -hmm. like a big thing for us is like because I'm curls community culture, that that's part of why I've said no to investors. I've said no to all like to um, giving up control. Mm -hmm. It's because to me, it's not just about the products. It's not right. just about yeah. the money. It's like it's about going into these places, entering these spaces, giving somebody um, value with my product while being community first, giving back to our community and like being unapologetically like what my culture, you know, yeah. like wearing our culture proudly. So I think it's it's there's like so um, like so for me, like going into these meetings and doing these things, I'm like, it's not just about me. It's about me doing it while still upholding these values that are very important to me. Yeah, yeah bigger it's, picture. It's paying it forward too, you know? Yeah. I feel like that was one of the, the things I wanted to ask you is how how are you paying it forward? And I think you've already kind of explained that. Yeah, yeah like from day one, you've been paying it forward. Yeah. Like, which is amazing. Yeah, no, I think I think that's another thing. As with my business, I feel like, and I, and I always tell other people, I'm like, the reason why I, what I do is very intentional because I want to show like a lot of these big companies they use things as an excuse as to why they're not giving back to the community or why they're not giving back to the people that got them there, whether it's budgets, whether it's whatever it is. Yeah. And like, I want to show them like, you know what, from the, even when I barely had a few sales, like I've been doing, like, it, it's all about prioritizing what is important to you and what your company mission is. If being philanthropic and having, being like a mission driven brand is important to you, like you will be able to do it every step of the way. And we've been like, look at us. Yeah. yeah. Like I I don't want to, I want to show them through example and also show the customers like we need to hold these companies responsible. You know, like you, if, if this company is not serving the needs of the communities that are supporting them, then mm -hmm. we shouldn't support them. Right. You know, because it's not that hard for these companies right. to do it. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. I just can't. I'm. I'm still. I'm still blown away at. You know, because I've I've known you for for a long time, but we haven't really been able to to have a deep conversation necessarily, or like really get to know the, each other's stories or, yeah. or where we came from. And, you know, even in in the way that you speak and in the way that you are with your friends, like it it's so special to see it carry over into not just who you are as a person, but who you are in your company, and then what you represent to your community, to women, um, you know, that's something that we are really big on and that we're, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be better at because as a woman, I feel like I haven't necessarily been doing much or as much as I should be doing to, to, to kind of help lead that pack. And it's important. And I think it's really special that like, what you're doing. Yeah, I think it's, I just wanted to, I know that was like a little off topic, but like, I just no, had for to say sure. And like another meaning that we have for fed is feed empowerment daily. Mm -hmm. mm. And you literally do that like every yeah. step of the way with your company. And so. that's super dope. And I think that's huge to say that like your collaboration with them and you exceeded everything like that's huge. Yeah. But then let's also talk about you were all over Times Square oh, yes. and you were in Forbes and you yeah. sell out a merch and you're at BeautyCon. Like yeah. you're literally killing it. And that's so amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think 
that in general, a lot of that success is not even, it's like not even about me. It's about like our community of like people being so sick and tired of supporting brands that don't support them. Mm. So it's like, I feel like with me, like a lot of the reason why people follow me, it's not even about me. It's like, it's like about what I represent and like, like them seeing the transparency, like them seeing like, yeah. you know, like I'm supporting something bigger than just her. Right. For sure. Really, yeah. yeah. Yes, I love it. <laughs> okay, now let's dive into BeautyCon because I want to hear oh all about God. this. Yes, yes. So BeautyCon, can you give them a little bit yeah. of it? They might not know. BeautyCon is like be- the, uh, the biggest beauty convention in the world. So it's like the heavy hitter of mm-hmm. beauty. And usually... Um, for BeautyCon, it's like only the big companies are in there because, it, again, when we talk about barriers to entry, there's like a lot of, it's very expensive. There's yeah. a lot of fees associated with it. There's just, it's not just, it's really hard for like a small brand to be in there. So Probably it's usually, intentionally too. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So we were in BeautyCon this in LA and part of why was because my friend and I, Patty, that owns Hija de tu Madre, which is one of the girls that I'm in Las Jefas crew with, we actually emailed Moj, the CEO, because we heard her, she had a speech about um, how she believe, like she, one of her missions is for to have, make sure BeautyCon is very diverse and inclusive of the communities that it enters, et cetera. So our email was kind of like, well, 51% of Los Angeles is Latino, and we've never seen Latino, true Latino representation at mm. BeautyCon. Um, and we kind of like, it was, we kind of called it, called them out. Yeah. And we were just kind of like, you can't say you have Latino representation, and it's like suave translating their generic ad into Spanish or mm. these yeah. big companies like, that clearly just see us as a number but it's like you only see us as like people that as a number but not as people that could be entrepreneurs or you know but belong like on the like on the floor yeah so they ended up giving us the booth for free like usually it's so expensive to have a booth there yeah so they were just kind of like she was she was she put her money where her mouth is she was like all right girl here's a free booth like Go ahead. Yeah. And but still, it, it was still incredibly expensive. Right. Because activating something like that, most companies have like a hundred thousand dollar budgets. Right. Yeah. You know, so I was like, oh man, I would but you know what? I always say, like, what you lack in marketing dollars, you can make up in creativity and hustle. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly Ooh, like that. what we did. Like I had my whole family like come through. Like, I don't know if you guys saw my little video of when I gave a tour of my booth, but like everybody it came was through. So dope. Yeah. Like my cousin Vanessa, she legit drew a 30-foot mural. And that girl is like hood talented. Like she's never had an art class in her whole life. But like she can draw her ass off better than like any of these people. We had the piñata, we had a piñata banner that was like hanging from the ceiling. And like, I legit made that. Like those poster boards, I bought for $2 and I duct taped them in the bag <laughs> and I cut out all this paper and it literally, like yes. I did all of that. Like there was like milk crates that I spray painted myself. I went to get the board from Home Depot. I cut it. I Like <laughs> everything was like hella homemade and just like literally came from the heart. And it was very, every single detail was like very intentional mm-hmm. and very curated and made with love. And the whole booth was called the LA Tina booth. Mm. And it was like, our like 
owed to the city that inspired us to become entrepreneurs. I love it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it was like, and it was so emotional. I don't know if you guys saw that. Saw that. I was going to say, can you talk about yeah. it? Oh my the God, staff so at BeautyCon. Don't. I mean, you could cry. Oh I feel like God. I'm going to tear up. That made me cry every time. No. So like when we were building, so when we were there building, like pretty much like everyone that's like cleaning there and um, like the janitorial staff, like everybody, they're all like older Latino people. Like kind of like reminded me of like my uncles or my grandpa or whatever. So anyways, we were be like building our booth and like we built it. We even had like a paleta car. We have like all these, every, all these things are just, even the papel picado my little cousin made. And then they saw like, it was like all of my family, right? Yeah. Like everyone's in there. We had like 30 deep. And even walking into BeautyCon, <laughs> I felt like I was like joking around telling everybody. I'm like, yo, I feel like, you know, those movies where it's like those kids from the hood go to the swim meet. Oh, yeah. And like they're walking in with like wadaches and, and are like, like slow-mo. Yeah, and they're like, they're all bootleg. Everybody else is like in Nike, like looking fly and rich. And you're just like walking in there with like up your stuff in a plastic bag. And like your shoes are like making noises. So like that's how I felt walking into BeautyCon because like Everybody else had like cranes and and tractors and like they had like tools and that were making noises and metals and yeah and like yeah. it was like they were building a Real house melding things. and they was like it was like real companies that yeah. were like staff and then and then I walk in with like legit like 30 of my cousins from Inglewood and Mid-City <laughs> and we're like carrying like pieces of paper papel picado with like homemade piñatas and like <laughs> And even just like it. dumb little things, like for example, like in order to have the panels, like the walls, they charge you, like most of them had like legit, like a house, like a wall from like a house. And yeah. I made like, I bought these like special foam boards that were $30. They were going to charge me like $3,000 for those things that other people have. So instead I specially made these foam boards that were legit eight feet high. Um, and they cost me like $30 each. So, and but it's crazy. Cause like walking in, it looks hella bootleg and like, what is that? But then on the, when we actually put it up, it looked just as expensive and nice and beautiful Mom. as everybody else's. But like I was like, haha, you see, but <laughs> this is the thing. Like everything about my booth was so LA. There's nothing more LA and LA hood and LA Latino than like going and looking fly, if not flyer, than all these people and doing it with 20 bucks while they all spent five thousand, ten thousand dollars. Right. Yeah. Like we legit, like when and I kept saying that I'm like, yo, like when all these big companies, like all these runways, all these like high end companies, like all the shit that they see, like high, like true creativity and style and swag is not when you have $5,000 to put one outfit together. Mm -hmm. It's when you go like literally these kids in the hood that have $20 to go look the flyest they've ever looked on the first day of school. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? And like that's true creativity. That's true swag. And that's why you always see like hood style and like that's where they get their inspiration from like all right. these high-end like runway shows and stuff it's like no bro like that's chola culture that's <laughs> like black girl magic that's this that is not chanel that's like indigenous <laughs> like bye but anyways so i feel like i really brought that but yeah. it wasn't even intentional it was just like i really i ain't got no five thousand dollars a panel <laughs> but i got thirty dollars for a panel right right but um anyway so all the staff was was um like they, they, that was where the Latino representation was, right? And so they they saw us come in, whatever. We put up our things, and everyone was kind of like looking at us, like, "Who are these people? Like, they're about to look crusty." <laughs> so, <laughs> so then we finished our thing, and we looked fly, bro. Like literally, this it. mural that Nessie made, like everything was just like. 
we were out here stunning on the first day of school by the end. And these, like, the janitorial staff came over. Like, one lady came over. And it was kind of like the Selena movie when they see Selena. And it's like, oh, my God. Like, she was just, like, so stunned by our booth. And then she goes and grabs somebody else. They grab somebody else. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, my God. It made me cry when it happened. But um, all of a sudden, you see, like, all the cleaning people came over. And they were all, like, Oh, okay. I'm getting teary-eyed too. too. <laughs> you know, I don't even know what the story's about, but I'm getting teary-eyed. No, because I got no. teary-eyed when I, when you said it on your story. So like, I'm, I'm oh getting teary-eyed again. Oh my god! No. So then you saw them like all come over and they all started crying, and they were just like, "It's okay." <laughs> no. It's okay. It's nothing. No. So the lady, I can't even repeat what she said. Let me try to do it without emotion. I'm a Pisces. <laughs> So the lady was like, I've been working here 20 years, blah, blah, blah. I thought they only wanted us here cleaning their bathroom. Aww. It's all right, so, girl. Yeah, no, it made me cry just because, <laughs> yeah. like, I was like, damn, girl. Yeah, you're really doing something. You're really no, making it wasn't a change. No, it wasn't even that. It was just, like, I felt bad. Like, that's crazy. Like, you've been, you've been working here so, so long. long. Yeah, for 20 years and yeah. to not see them, like, represented. Right. Yeah. And then the you time. came in and they connected to you. Yeah. No, that was no. deep. Yeah, it is. I'm and tearing up. And it's not okay. Yeah. It's not okay that it took that long. It's not yeah. okay that, they're, that that's the first time she's feeling that way. Now I'm crying because I saw tears. <laughs> I know. Uh, I'm like, do we need but a no, second? <laughs> like, do we, shit, we might have to yeah, cut. <laughs> no, right, but I right. think I think it just kind of mm-hmm. showed, like, and especially with like the political climate that was going on, especially at right. that moment. Like, right before that was like what the month before was like the El Paso shootings. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. like what, like a week before was the um the ice raids in Mississippi. Like, I think for them it was just like. Almost like yeah. a breakthrough. Yeah. Yeah. Like almost like a, a light, like a light at the end are. of the tunnel kind and of thing. They have been where they're from, where they live. Like they saw, they saw themselves. Yeah. In a place that they and never you. thought they'd see themselves. In your company. You. I'm so emotional. It's so embarrassing. I'm so happy no, this you're is, fine. I'm you're so fine. happy this is like voices and not images. Like, I'm Girl, it's video it's too. Video. It's video oh. too. <laughs> It's definitely video it's too. Damn, you're on TV. <laughs> no, no, you're no, fine. You're but, fine. Uh, yeah, no, I think for me it was just, I didn't even, re- like, it was just crazy because I'm like, damn, that's, imagine like, I don't know, just that being that, working somewhere and like legit never seeing yourself other than like the staff and like right. it being so normal that right. it ca- makes you cry and it makes you so surprised when yeah. you see yourself on like the other end of the table. Yeah. And the craziest thing that like just made me even more emotional that I was like, damn y'all, I can't even take this much emotion <laughs> was when I posted that it was the amount of other Latina women that reached out to me that were like, I work in Google and the staff, same thing when they've seen me, like they were just brought to tears or like what like our people work here like there were just so many examples of yeah, people right. that have been that of them like kind of experiencing that too so it just made me really emotional like that's crazy like that these people are like so used to not seeing themselves as anything more than just like workers right yeah in like one like you're st- it's almost like you're stuck in this position you have been for 20 years and all of a sudden someone comes in here and full-on represents does it so well yeah. and you're like damn this is this is yeah. this is happening it's almost yeah. like one of those this is finally happening yeah and i think for, for sure. them like it's it's extra emotional just because like so many of them 
they don't actually want to live here. Like, they don't, oh my God, what a cancer. Oh. <laughs> it's like, they don't actually want to live here. It's like, they literally left their country to come here out of survival or out of yeah. like, literally looking for more opportunities. Yeah. And they probably faced like so many barriers and been told like their whole lives, like go back to your country or like, you don't belong. And you know what I mean? They're like struggling. They're hearing things that they should Yeah, and they're, they're like struggling, working their butts off so that their kids or somebody else can have more of opportunity. Yeah. Right. So for them, it's like when they see, it's like that moment when they see like, oh my God. <laughs> it's like that fine, moment when fine. they see like maybe it was worth it. Like, yeah. Because yeah. I now see like. It's, it's rolling. The ball's rolling finally. Yeah. And you probably definitely like sparked some reassurance, some motivation, like all of that in everyone that saw your booth. And everyone that saw your story and, and other companies. And I feel like for you too, on your journey, like yeah. these little things that you keep surpassing are like confirmations for you that like your message and your company and your mission statement is bigger than you. Like you really are serving your community. Yeah. And it was funny because like during BeautyCon, I don't know how many times I try to quit y'all. I was like, <laughs> I quit. Every day I was like, I quit. I'm over this. This is way too hard. Because it is like activating something like that is so much more work than I thought. Or all these events that I do, like, Everything, I'm always like, I quit. But then there'll be like that one moment, like that bathroom lady that had yeah. to come and make it all right. worth it. And now, <laughs> I gotta go do, now I gotta go do more. And now I gotta go do this. Like, damn. Right, right. So, and yeah. as, as you have to think too, you know, she's someone who has already been in the workforce for X amount of years and all yeah. of that. Imagine her niece who is right. eight or nine that she went home and told about it. Or people that have seen it on your story and showed it to their kids saying, this is why yeah. I'm working so hard because one day that'll be you. Like that's, that's, cr that's, that's my amazing. Point. That's amazing. Yeah. Like that is. I'm sorry. I know. It's oh my god! Okay, I can't wait for Katrina to cry because then it'll make me feel better about crying because she's Girl, a Leo and she doesn't really cry that much. Oh my gosh, right. that is true. Yeah. It'll make me feel less emotional. That is so. true. I'm just over here doing everything because I'm Gemini. So I'm Gemini's. You know, Gemini's. I, I feel like the... you guys. You guys are. You guys feel. Oh yeah, you I'll guys cry definitely feel. watching a commercial. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah, I feel like I cry, but, but like a, a lot of time it's to myself. I was gonna say it's not. In yeah, public. like right now yeah. I'm like. I'm, I'm like tearing up, but I'm like, like, I want to get a microscope. <laughs> you're, you're like, where is the tear? Yeah, tear I literally been like, dot, like, literally. Is that a Leo tear or right. not? <laughs> yes. But, uh, yeah. That's wow, so amazing. I don't even know where to go after that. I'm saying, I thought I was like, do we need like a, a second? The transition oh I was about to make, I don't even know if it's appropriate. Like, oh my God. Go for it, girl. Let's change it. Let's change it up a little bit. Let's just try this. Like, you need like a. Like guys, yeah. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Love life. Oh my god. How <laughs> are we gonna get emotional still? <laughs> no. But as I as a, Damn, I was as like, a, as an right. entrepreneur, right? You know, do you have time? Have you found time? Has it been a struggle to find time for love? Yeah, I think in general, um, something that I've learned on my entrepreneurial journey is I can't do everything myself, and I've really taken, especially after BeautyCon. I was like, I need to take these next few months to regroup, analyze, and see where my time is most value added. Because I feel like, because I see my business as like my kid, I see my business as like my baby, you know? Right. I'm very protective of who can babysit my child, you know? Mm -hmm. So because of that, um, I do a lot of things myself. And that's not where my time is best used. Like my time is not best used, like, organizing a lot of these things and do, like 
that's not where my time is best used. So I think in general, I have a team, but like I'm really making a lot of moves. Um, so to set myself up by the end of the year, by January, I've already had like a timeline, like so that I'm um, I'm moving more like a mainstream company, which mm -hmm. is what my goal is. Right. Then a small business be more reactionary and me having to like, you know, burn because that's not sustainable. Like yeah. me doing the so burnout. much is not sustainable. So, um, yeah, like I think I'm in general trying to create more time for me mm. to do whatever it is I need to do. Because like me getting burnt out is not sustainable and not good for the company in general. Not right. just because it's not fun for me, but it's like I can't like you can't yeah. operate your company if you're yeah. not exactly. There. Yeah. So um, I have been able to kind of like, for example, I'm going to be starting next month with a business coach. And I, that was something that I would have never even thought to do. I've never had a mentor. I never done any of these things. But yeah. like I kind of I read this article and it was talking about how like therapy looks at um, analyzes your past and works on your past and like, you know, preparing yourself and, you know, have kind of allowing you to come to terms with the past, right? Right. And then it was explaining how, like, life coaches or business coaches, it's kind of like doing that for the future and mm -hmm. helping you future plan. Yeah. So that's kind of like where it came from, where mm -hmm. I was like, okay, this will be an investment for myself. But I kind of wanted to have somebody that's um, outside of my world and out of my business to just go in on me mm -hmm. and, like, go in on everything that I'm doing yeah, yeah. and figure out how we can streamline this and and uh, create better processes so that I do have more time and then I'm working smarter, not harder. And Yeah, so you can create your best practices and follow them. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's really smart. So, yeah. So with more time will come maybe yeah, time I mean, for a love life. Yeah. I mean, right now I'm just, I'm very, I think it's, it's like a unique situation where it's like, because... I'm so busy. I think it it um, kind of filters out all the bullshit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I, I'm like, I'm not, I don't have time for you. Like, yeah. If you don't. <laughs> right. If right. you ain't about something, like, yeah. I don't have time for you. And yeah. you're just yeah. over here. And you legit don't. Like, yeah. it's, yeah. <laughs> there isn't time. Yeah. Because yeah. it's, like, legitimately, what the time that I would spend with you, I could be doing all of these value-added things for my business. So if I'm spending time with you, it's because I genuinely see something there I genuinely right. really like you or yeah. it's like feeding my soul and we're just I don't know yeah. making each other better or something I don't know yeah. whatever it is so unless I feel something like that it's just not even worth it yeah like, quite honestly like, I'm not are focused right now it's not like I'm like just sitting around twiddling my thumbs yeah. all the time it's like no I got shit to do but sometimes it's nice if somebody else is <laughs> yeah. too, I guess. Right, it'll come. It'll all happen. But I do I yeah. did realize that I feel like um I did realize that I would need somebody that's also busy. Like whatever it is that they're doing, but has things on their own. Because if they just have all this free time and I don't, it's like yeah, so someone fellas, um, if, like you're, if you're watching or listening and you're really <laughs> you're busy, busy, but you think she's a badass, which yes. she is. Feel free oh to God. reach out to us and we'll help. Or <laughs> yeah, send resumes like, to Katrina. Send, <laughs> yes. Honestly, do it because 
you, we might we might be able to help find your love match. We'll do Fed work on you first. Which brings us <laughs> send us your social no security number. Right. We'll we'll what? do the Fed work for you. We'll do oh the Fed God. work for you because there's no way you have time because it oh really is God. like a, a like a job. It is. It a is. background check requires a background check. Yes. Yes. yes exactly. But have you? Be- okay. So prior to you being this busy, let's 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 yeah. figure out when the Fed work might have happened. So before you were this busy. Did you Fed work? And do you know what Fed work is? No, I don't know. What, what was the definition that you told me, right? The acronym? Yeah. Well, well yeah, that's what Fed, like part of Fed. So okay. Fed, we do focus on like feed empowerment yes. daily. But mm-hmm. Fed work is kind of like a background check. On guys? Yes. Yeah. No, I'm the worst. Like I was that girl that would just kind of jump in and trust people <laughs> and be super gullible <laughs> and be like, everything you're telling me, I'm going to believe right now. And it sounds good. And I'm going to believe that you don't have all this baggage and all this, <laughs> like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Person. All this drama and yeah. you're just a good person because I'm a nice person. I think you're just like me. Like what? <laughs> so I look back and like I've I was legit that innocent, like gullible person that just kind of like believed everything right. that people would men would tell me. So I think I would attract before a lot of like really broken and emotionally just like hot mess men mm. that like were that. did not love themselves. Like, and then I think too, I've been very privileged in that I don't have emotional baggage like I came from a such a healthy um family life like mm-hmm. I grew up with both of my parents and I grew up not just with both my parents but with like the most amazing father figure like in the whole world like my dad and I are like best friends so I don't have any trauma like and and that's something that I didn't realize like having really strong emotional health with no trauma I didn't realize how much of a privilege that was yeah, yeah. for sure until I became an adult and to see so many men that especially men because I feel like they're not it's almost like society doesn't allow them to be emotional right. or to express emotion or to express pain express you know right. they, so they never healed from a lot of things that they went through when they were young so I think they have hold, held on to a lot of this and then it kind of translates into confidence into not having self-love not having there's just so many so many things so I think that I used to be the therapist for a lot of my relationships and mm. it was just like bro like that's not fair just because I'm whole and I love the shit out of myself and I've been taught since I was a little girl that like I'm enough and that I deserve love and I know how to give love so well right like I have no problem showing and receiving love right. because that's how I grew up my whole life. Um, it's not fair that like I have to teach you all of these things that you're not even aware that you don't know. That's a whole nother career. You know, it's like I can't teach you to love yourself. Yeah. Like you have to love yourself first and know you're worthy. Like I can't. I, it's too much work. Yeah. And it's draining for you. Yeah. And they might never be able to get there in the amount of time. Yeah, because hurt people yeah. hurt other people. So Facts. I, and I think that I learned to like not take things personal. Like men would cheat if men would do this. I'm like, I had to learn to obviously move on and, you know, not be with them. Choose to have them out of my life for myself, but also not take their action personal and just understand that because you're her and you because of all these things that have happened in your life like yeah you may have loved me but like that that isn't enough like you have to yeah. love yourself first otherwise you'll never be able to treat me well right for and sure it didn't Steve. come from you know like not something to take, you were lacking it, it literally came from something that they needed to heal yeah, within it's themselves like, I, there is nothing i could do so i think that right. was a really big lesson was like not taking things things that hurt me from other people personal and just kind of 
you know, add their add their paint to my portrait of life yeah. and move on. Oh, I love, I that. love that. I love that. I know you've had gems. I know. I'm like low key emotional this whole episode. I, know. I don't know why. Because I'm a Pisces. <laughs> I feel like I feel like she's she's bringing it out of us. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm that. I'm telling you. Like but also the self. Like the self love and the self empowerment. Like yeah. I, I'm leaving here. Like okay. Well, I'm not doing enough. Like oh let me go home. No, I'm dead serious. That's like, good I'm, that you're inspired. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm literally like, all right. Well, I haven't touched my whiteboard in two days. <laughs> like that's not I gotta get okay. to work. Yeah. Like, that's not okay. You know, oh but it, it's motivating. And, and I'm, I'm just I'm thankful to have people like you guys around me that, oh. that encourage that. It's true. It's people need to see it oh for God. sure. It's or hear it is. or hear it. Yeah. Mm. Well, <laughs> do you think that it's about that time? Is it? I think it I'm is. I'm excited. We have a okay. question for you. <gasps> oh my so God. is it about signs? Because I'm going to get an eight. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so at the end of every episode with um, some of our guests, we like to do what is called a quickie. So will you pull a quickie with us? Okay. <laughs> so in a quickie you have to say what comes to mind right off the bat like fire like don't think don't explain oh, nothing yep. and I'm gonna ask Damn, you some I'm questions rapid fire and just say what you gotta say cool mm-hmm. all right here we go pulling a quickie with Julissa first question I believe in women I dislike hateful people love is Love, giving love. I'm grateful for? My family. Date night in or date night out? Date night out. Favorite position? CEO. Yes! <laughs> I love when people say that. Um, last book you read? Oh, I'm reading a, a poetry book right now called Her. Um, sunrise or sunset? Sunset. Chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate. Twerk or get hyphy? Twerk! <laughs> <laughs> fed work or not to fed work? Edward. Yes. All right. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining thank you us. For being here. It was y'all. a pleasure having you. <sighs> it was so good and so refreshing. Yeah. No, thank you all. Yeah, thank you all really for like creating it. a space and creating um a platform to inspire. Mm-hmm. I know I'm gonna cry. <laughs> oh, we love you. Love you. Yes. Oh, you're amazing. I'm so did you know Pisces legit? Like we bring out emotions out of other people. Well, it's really, because I'm literally mm-hmm. like I'm tapped. I know. I'm tapped in. <laughs> it's like it's it's annoying, but I'm sorry. No, I mean I'm here for That's it. A, we're I like natural it. therapists. I'm telling you, it's not on purpose. I love it. <sighs> oh, and before we leave, where can people find you? Oh, people can find me on follow us at, at Rizos Curls for any hair tip, hair, curly hair, uh, wavy hair, coily hair tips um and my personal page is julisa underscore parado and you can go on there to find out some of our events that we have in the works yes awesome Awesome. perfect support her yes follow her dm her she's single (laughs) (laughs) or message us and we'll pass the message along if you're timid right right for sure (laughs) yes you might not be worthy oh my i'm kidding yes you are worthy everybody's worthy of (laughs) love (laughs) thank you bye Bye, guys Thank you for tuning in to this episode of FedWork. We hope that you enjoyed it. Please make sure to like, comment, and subscribe on all platforms. For any inquiries or sponsorship requests, please visit wearefedwork.com.